We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the show! Show, 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 it's the show, it's the show. Actually, it's a podcast. Beers on us. Holla. We're here. Hey. That was really embarrassing to do, but I'm going to leave it in anyway because That's it was right. also really funny. I did not look <laughs> at you in the eye, Mike, nope. so it's okay. I also looked straight at the screen and saw how loud it was recording on here, so I'm going to go ahead and turn that down slightly. Except for I was looking around just being like, and I was drumming on the table. Not sure if you could hear that. Probably you could. Yeah. And uh, so it was loud. The reason we're doing it like that is because this is going to be a bonus episode for the podcast. Now, we figured out a way to upload this audio. Now, I do not have what is called the multi-track session, which is the actual audio files that are like the intro and the music and the break music and Nerd the close alert. music. Yeah, it's not. I don't have that right now because we didn't post a podcast last week because we're having massive issues across the country at Entercom, which is the co- the company, for those of you who don't know, that we're recording the, this uh, podcast in here in Portland. And uh, we've been having massive issues. We can't access anything on our shared drives at all. Anything that was on the shared cloud, gone. Which is, you guessed it, everything. Yeah, so, the cloud is dead. It's dead. And that's why we didn't have a podcast last week. And we found out a way... To at least record audio and post it as a podcast without being able to access that drive. So we won't have the intro and the outro and stuff. We're just going to do a little bonus episode for you. Kind of an apology. Make good for not having a, an episode last week. You know, part of me was kind of hoping that nobody would notice. But then people did notice. And that was also a good thing. It was like, oh, you care. And also like, you like me. You and also, really like me. You care so much that you asked. And then I'm like, damn it. Now I have to explain to people why we didn't have a podcast this and week. And we have to do another one this week. Well, Two we... weeks off would have been awesome. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh no, you have to drink beer for 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, Mike, I got stuff going on in my life. <laughs> well, right now we have an hour to kill. So that is true, we do. <laughs> it's uh, it's easy to do. So we were just going to kind of do this, not really in, an, in a normal formula that we've done the podcast of. We're just going to drink some beer and talk to you guys for a little bit and give you a little content because, well, we didn't have any content for you last week. So Totally. The podcast is a bonus episode of trying Big Island Brewhouse beer. Now, we've talked about Big Island Brewhouse because that was part of our Hawaii episode. And Joe Fisher, who was our guest correspondent on that episode, actually interviewed, uh, man, I forget his name. Steve? Was his name Steve? No, I know Steve Balzer. Steve Balzer was the one who brought it in. He was. I ran into him at The Gorge when right. I was at uh, the Dave Matthews shows. I ran into him, formerly of West Coast Grocery, before they actually opened up. So he was very quick to be like, "Oh, not a part of that." Uh, and now he's at <laughs> now he's at Big Island. And I ran into him, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, one of my one of one of my co cohorts uh, ran into you guys." He was like, "Oh, I know what you're talking about." And then all of a sudden, these beers showed up, which is pretty cool. I'm down. Uh, Tom Kearns. Tom Kearns. That's his name. I looked it up. Thank you for talking for a while. Uh, Tom Kearns was interviewed by Joe Fish on the podcast. 
Uh, and he is from Big Island Brew House. So yeah. thank you to Tom. Thank you to Steve. And uh, these four beers showed up here at the station. I actually didn't get a chance to meet Steve. I was not around at my desk. And then I got back to my desk and they were sitting there. So well, I felt then, a little bit bad. But uh, if you're listening, Steve, hi, I'm sorry I missed you. And I appreciate the beer. And then a few days later, I ran into Steve outside of Old Gold. He was having a drink at Old Gold in North Portland, which I happen to live quite close to. And... It was like, hey, man, you're following me around. He was like, well, I was supposed to go to Florida, but there's this giant thing called a hurricane that has stopped me from going to Florida. So he stayed in Oregon. So he stayed in Oregon. That's not a bad place to stay. He's a good guy. I like Steve. So we're going to we're gonna taste these four beers in front of us. Now, since they're in front of you, would you like to tell the people what we are going to be trying? Si, senor. We have Graham's Pilsner, which I believe if I talk to Steve correctly, this is a uh, Bohemian-style Pilsner, um, kind of a Czech-style so we've got Graham's Pilsner, which we'll be doing first. Number two is the Overboard IPA. Number three is Golden Sabbath, a Belgian-style specialty ale brewed with Hawaiian honey. We like the local ingredients. Yes. And then number four, to round it out, we'll do White Mountain Porter, which is a robust porter brewed with toasted coconut and coffee. So all over the place. Something and local I like. ingredients in that one likely too, right? Yep. Coconut and coffee. Yep. Something I like. Something you like. We're a crispy boy and we're venturing outside. Yes. Look at us. It's a, it's, it's a round trip around Hawaii's delicious beer. Beers on us! Let's go! Let's go! Sorry. You can tell Patrick's the musician and I'm just... I'm just here having fun. Uh, all right, so let's get started. All let's, right, let's uh, do this. Let's break open the first one, which so, is the Graham's Pilsner. So I have to be honest. I I had uh, Steve gave me one of these when I was at the Gorge, but I saved it, kept it cold, as he did as well. Despite the only time it wasn't cold was the flight over, and he gave me this bottle, and I actually took this to Ye Old Breakside Brewery. Uh, and we sat in on tasting panel and kind of chatted about it. So I've had so full disclosure, I've had this beer before, and that's that's good. But it was at the end of tasting panel, so we've already gone through you know the thirty beers of Breakside stuff we have to drink, and then we start drinking other people's beers. So I remember drinking it. I don't remember tasting it. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, those days get long. They get I long am, and they get a little bit, uh, get a little slippery in the brain. Huh? I am drinking out of an Oregon Brewfest, the OBF glass from 2014. Okay. Uh, so I have a three ounce sample, although it's slightly over the line. So the people at OBF might be really mad at the pour. I'm drinking out of a water cup. <laughs> yeah. Your glass is weird. Yeah. This glass is from 2014. I can tell because it's, it's actually glass. Right. Now they it's changed all plastic. It to plastic, yep. right? This is uh, a collector's item. Yeah, I just took my first sip. I mean, this is a solid classic Pilsner right here. It's, um, I mean, if we're going to be crispy boys, then let's be crispy boys, right? Right. I, out of my own willpower, chose a, a Pilsner last night when I went out to drink some beer. It was a German pill. It was from Germany. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to order that. And it was delicious. Uh, this is good. It's, um, I mean, to me, it's just, it's a good Pilsner. Right. There's, yeah. there's nothing that's necessarily standing out, and that's not a bad thing. It's just it's um, a Pilsner. I get some really nice hop character from this. Um, I'm tasting some really nice hop character, which is always a pleasant surprise due to the fact that I'm sure hops are hard to come by in Hawaii, no matter what island you're on. Uh, and that's kind of what's standing out to me. I'm getting this kind of fruity hop character to it. Uh, and as a Northwest crispy boy, 
not really. Like I hate crispy boys, but anyway. But you're turning uh, into one because yeah. you like the crispy beers. Yeah, yeah. As as a Northwest Pilsner slash lager drinker, um, I like it when they're hopped, even to an extent that they might be over hopped. Uh, I like the hop character in this a lot. It smells nice. I do get a little bit of the hops that you're talking about. Uh, again, this this is part of me learning how to taste beer and learning the flavors that I'm getting be- much better at, but I'm still not great at. Sometimes it takes a little power suggestion, a little uh, a little note of what the flavor might be for my palate Some, to pick it up. Yeah, sometimes we all need a little push. You just have to be careful when someone's like, oh, wow, I taste Band-Aids. And you're like, oh, no, now that's all I can think about. Right. You just got to be careful with that kind of stuff. But for, as someone who still struggles to maybe pick out the exact flavor I'm tasting, that helps a little bit. Yeah, there is a little bit of a hop character in there for me. Um, I don't know if it's more so than other Pilsners that I've had before. I mean, it tastes, it it reminds me of other good Pilsners that I've had. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that's necessarily out of the ordinary. I think this is a very solid, drinkable, crushable beer that if you're going to Hawaii, it, you're sitting on the beach, have a couple of these. If I walked into a restaurant and I ordered this Pilsner, I would be very happy. It's quite delicious. I'd be very happy. All right. What's up next? We got the American IPA, right? The Overboard American IPA. Is that what it is? The Overboard American IPA. Ooh, they've won some medals with this. Holla at your fala. Uh, the 2011 to 2013 What's gold medal. I don't know. I just made it up. 2011 to 2013 gold medal American IPA at the U.S. Open Beer Championships. Also a bronze award in the American style pale ale at World Beer Cup. Wow. In 2014. That is a big deal that is a big deal yes overboard ipa is a float with big hop character aroma flavor and bitterness robust yet balanced our signature blend of american hops give buoyant notes of tropical fruit pine and wildflower and then they do something that i love to get love so much they don't tell us what hops but it says american two-row munich style and british maris otter malts at body bringing it all together. That is interesting, especially because it's an IPA. You'd think they would they would share hops, but you prefer that they share the malt in the IPA. Well, I think it's just like the beer nerd. Right. The beer nerd is like, ooh, you don't tell us the hops, but you tell us the malts. Tell me more. <laughs> you want to crawl into bed together too, or what? Yes. 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 I mean, yeah. what? The uh, that that's is like, one thing. That's I... like that's like what's your favorite TV show? Battlestar Galactica. And they're Did like, we just become best friends. The original or the new one? And you're like the original, and you're like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I'll buy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing I want to learn more about, and maybe we can do an episode on this to help facilitate the learning. Uh, I need to learn more about hops. I think I'm doing a pretty good, or not hops, malts. I think I'm doing a pretty good job with the uh, with learning about hops and trying to distinguish flavors and stuff like that, but. I don't really know much about malts. Well, and, I think, and for me, that's uh, since that's kind of the style that I like the most. I'd love to learn more and understand what flavors and what kind of textures they bring to a beer. Well, I think I think learning about hops is the more accessible of the two. You know, I think IPAs especially just dominate the market so much that you can start to see. You know, there's a there's a big difference between Simcoe, Mosaic, and Citra. You know, to where malts tend to be, not everybody's making a beer that's just a single malt. Most of them are blends. So it's 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 a lot more challenging, a lot more of an adventure to get into, you know, what is this Maris Otter? What is this two-row? What is this crystal? You know, what is this, you know, chocolate malt and stuff like that? So it, it it's something that I don't have, I don't have a ton of knowledge on either. And I think it's because it's, 
I think one of the fascinating aspects of, of making beer is the blending of the hops, or oh, sorry, of the malts. Because mm. that blend, getting the right balance of each, is, is the tricky thing. The hops are just kind of giving you like either aroma, bitterness, and sometimes flavor, but the malt's the base aspect of your beer. And it's a lot easier. The, the only way to do it with malts that's the easy way is like a Vienna. Like you have a Vienna lager, and it's like, well, clearly there's Vienna malt. Well, that Vienna malt sure does taste good. But usually outside of that, it tends to be a blend. Well... I would like to know about that, and I can tell very, very quickly why this won an award, and also that it's an American IPA because there's a great malt body in it that helps to counteract the hops. Now, the hops are there right away, yep. and then it really smooths out. It's not overly bitter. It's a very, very, very drinkable IPA, in my opinion, and I understand why it would uh, it would win some some medals. Yeah, there's some very nice uh, there's some very nice tropical notes to this. Is that one of the things it said on it? It said wildflower. Um. Yeah, tropical fruit, pine, and wildflower. Ooh, getting classy up here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I I really like how this. I I love the body of it. I think you nailed it. I think the malt profile on this beer is pretty rad. This is um, it's funny <clears throat> because I I think since we started this podcast for me at least, and I think a lot of people who live out here and grew up out here kind of feel the same way. When you try a new IPA that you haven't had before. And it doesn't kind of have a little bit of that hot bitterness. There's a slight disappointment of like, oh, I wanted the West Coast IPA. Right. And th- I'm not getting that disappointment with this one. Like, and I, I knew American IPA would be maltier, but, you know, you never know what you're going right. to get when you when you open a, a beer like this. And this was, it, it gives you, it kind of gives you that hot bitterness to tease you. And then it's like, okay, now it's mellowed out, but go back for another sip because guess what? It's still going to be there. You're going to taste that that tropical fruit hoppy flavor that's there and then also have a nice mellow back end. So I, I'm really enjoying it. Well, I think, you know, we've we've been talking about trends. I mean, we've been doing this for a little over two years now, right? Mm. We're on our second year. A little over one yeah, year. A little over one year. We're on our second year doing this. And, you know, we 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 caught, you know, we caught the lager trend. You know, we knew that was kind of coming. Like, well, we, you caught the lager trend. I, don't know, I was trying to say we because we're a team, Michael. right? But I, at that point, I knew nothing. Yeah. Snow, so. Um <laughs> So we, so we, we caught the lager train coming. So we knew that was going to be a thing. And I'm looking ahead. I'm trying to look ahead at 2020, as I know a lot of other breweries are. Like, what's the next big thing? And I am a firm believer. That the 2020 style of the year is going to be West Coast IPAs, as ridiculous as that sounds. I think just because hazies were so big and then it went to milkshakes and it went to brutes and there's a little IPL sprinkled in here and there and stuff like that, that I think West Coast IPA is going to make a big comeback in 2020. I'm also would love to see a little more American style IPAs. I'd love to see a little more malt enrichment, not overboard. You know, there's a lot of like it, it's kind of traditional in Midwest IPAs to be a little more malt heavy. Uh, also, mass produced IPAs tend to be a little more malt heavy. But I'd love to see more IPAs like this, where the malt balance and it makes sense that it was that it was uh, entered into the American style pale ale category because pale ales tend to have a little more malt for presence. I.e., the most famous pale ale of all time, which would be Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. And uh, I would love to see that kind of style come back. And I think this beer is a great example of that. I almost, for for S's and G's, said Manny's Pale Ale just to kind of give you a little bit of a classic feel there for you and uh, make you go back to the Palouse for a little bit. <laughs> back to the Palouse. Uh, I do love me some Manny's Pale Ale. Yeah, I've actually, since you've said that, I've seen that on tap plenty of places. And I've had the thought and I was In like... In Oregon? 
Yeah, I've seen it a couple places. Mm. And then I've had the thought and been like, eh, I'll go elsewhere. <laughs> Damn it, Michael! <laughs> I love that beer so much. You also love when I go, eh. <laughs> I do love when you do that. I can't remember the last time I had a Manny's Pale Ale. Didn't you say you, you had one when you went back up to Pullman? Yeah, but I mean, that was a while ago. Mm. I'm going to Pullman in a few weeks. Maybe I'll drink some more Manny's Pale Ale. I guarantee you will. I guarantee I will, too. But yeah. I guarantee you I won't remember any of it. Probably not. Probably not. You should make sure you have one before you start forgetting things. That is true. I'll start with it, and then I'll go to Bush Light. Yes. Okay. This way you can forget that you had Bush Light, <laughs> and then especially forget Whoa. that for whatever reason you went to Milwaukee's Best. Whoa. <laughs> I never drank Milwaukee's Best. <laughs> I did just get back from a trip in which I drank a lot of Miller Light. Ah. I drank some High Life that I bought at the store, but at the bars, they all had Miller Light. I'm so sorry. That was all right. It washed down the Jameson real uh, quickly. I'm so sorry. Or did the Jameson wash down the Miller I'm going to go ahead and say the Jameson washed down the Miller Light. <laughs> all right. Well, I like Jamo, so we good. Uh, yeah. That'll be in our next official episode is that you went to Nashville. So we get to uh, hear about the Nashville beer scene when we next have an official episode. So hopefully next week. Yeah. That's that's the hope. And then uh, we'll continue our Fresh Hop series. And I'm starting to see some more of those pop out yeah, that are unique. Yeah. We're probably in the, in the full primo. So I'm excited to do that next week. All right. Beer number three. Uh, I just noticed that, uh, I don't know if this is their, yeah, their slogan is, share the aloha. Mm. Which I kind of like that. That reminds me of Lord of the Rings. Share the load, Frodo. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee, anybody? Hello? Samwise for the win, Frodo my, for the loss. Uh, yeah, I know, Frodo sucks. Frodo sucks. <laughs> Especially Elijah Wood. I got beef with him. <laughs> uh, this is Big Island Brew House. Brew House. House. Uh, Golden Sabbath. They're Belgian-style specialty ale brewed with Hawaiian honey. You hold a special handcrafted beer brewed and bottled only in Hawaii. This hefty 22-ounce bottle is meant to be shared, but of course, blah, blah, blah. Blew with malted barley, Hawaiian honey, noble hops, a special Belgian yeast, a wondrous range of flavors, plum, fig, apricot, and spice. That sounds right up my alley. These flavors harmonize well with food. One thing to say is all these beers tell you what kind of food to eat with it. That is fantastic. Which is great because Hawaii tends... More breweries do that. Hawaii tends to be a place where I, I don't want to say that it's got great food because I don't know the food scene, but I know that people love to eat in Hawaii. So I would imagine good food comes with people that love to eat. Uh, traditionally served in special goblets, this beer turns an ordinary lunch into an extraordinary event and transforms a slow Sunday afternoon into a golden Sabbath. Wow. I know. I heard golden Sabbath and I was like, bam, 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 Exactly where yeah, I went as yeah, well. I was, I was totally thinking black. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what is the ABV on this guy? Because that, that to me sounds like a strong one that you got in your hand there. Uh, but it's... 8.5%. Pretty strong. I was going to go the other way, but 8.5. I think of Belgian specialty ale, and then when you say like fig and plum, I'm like, oh yeah, that's going to be strong. <laughs> I love the, the fig and plum flavors in beers too. When it says fig, I'm like, yes. Because I like Fig me. Newtons, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, like Fig Newtons, they're the ultimate like cheater snack. You sound, you, it feels like you're cheating. By eating bad food, but it's actually decently healthy for you. But you eat too many of them, and then you're still cheating. Well, like yeah. the entire case because they're hard to put down. Yeah, like thin mints. I never had. I was never that way with thin mints. But really, yeah, I don't like thin mints that much. Oh, I love Girl Scout cookies, but thin mints. I mean, they're good. But I would pick three or four Girl Scout cookies over thin mints. Oh, 
I think I like Tagalongs and Thin Mints. Ooh, Samoas. Samoas. That's the number one. Samoas. Oh, yeah. mine's Tagalong. Peanut butter chocolate? Get out of here. That one's number two. And then they have the Dosi Dough, which is the peanut butter cracker. What? Which is like peanut butter. It's like a peanut butter Oreo. I think it's what it's what? called. So do, I think it's a Dosi Dough. Dosi Dough? Yeah. I've never heard of this in my and entire then life. Mint. What kind of witchcraft are you talking about? <laughs> talking about the... Uh, American Girl Scout Society. I don't know what it's called. My mother once was like, "I got some, I got some Girl Scout cookies. There's some tagalongs." I looked in the box; they were gone. <laughs> and she was like, "And then I got shortbread because they're my favorite." And I was like, "Shortbread." Uh, also, my mom's favorite. Maybe it's a maybe it's a mom thing. It's an old lady thing, is what it is. <laughs> Mike, you and I are going to get old, and we're going to be like, you know, tagalongs are just a little too rich for me. I could really use some shortbread right now. <laughs> I'm salivating because I'm near death. So the shortbread dries out my mouth, and it's awesome. <laughs> you know what else sounds great? Really, really plain pound cake for some reason. <laughs> you you know? ever had a fruit salad? I make great fruit salad. It's like and gelat- I can't wait to eat gefilte fish at Passover. It's like loaf gelatinous, and you're like, no! <laughs> I do have this funny theory that we're going to be like 70 years old, eating a cheeseburger, drinking an IPA, washing it down with a little side of Mountain Dew. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> because just, that's what we grew up with or yeah, something? Yeah, just all tatted out, you know? <laughs> tatted out with piercings everywhere. Every single person from our generation is just going to be the max of what the generation got into. Yeah. Oh, you call this a cheeseburger? This is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my quadruple patty, you jerk? This is only a double. Doubles died in 2029. Give me quad. Quad or nothing. I can't wait till we're old. Just, or, or we're just going to have weird things like cheeseburger soup. I think that exists already. Really? Yeah. That sounds disgusting. It's probably just like a cheese broth with meat in it. It sounds pretty good, actually, when you put it that way. Yeah, I suppose so. I do like soup. I have had a couple of sips of this while we were while we were joking around. You really get the honey. Yeah, I love, big? I, I love honey. I think honey is, is great and everything. But you really can pick out the honey in this beer. And what's funny is I don't, it doesn't taste that strong. You said it was almost 9%. It doesn't taste that strong. It doesn't taste that alcoholic to me because I think the honey almost mellows it out a little bit. Um, I still, I'm still looking for those fruit flavors they're talking about because I really enjoy those in beers, but I am digging the use of the local honey. I'm going to go the opposite of you, Mike. I think this beer definitely tastes boozy. Really? Yeah. I get the booze in this beer a lot. I think the honey is adding some nice residual sweetness to it. I would like to have a little more of the Belgian yeast character. I don't get as much Belgian-y from this as I would like. No, I I do think the honey is dominating it a little bit, which part of the reason why I like it, because I like that flavor. But yeah, you're right. In, in terms of what they described on the bottle, at least, yeah, I taste the honey. Mm-hmm. And I guess I taste a little bit of the the hops in there. They said it was noble hops in there. Yeah, I get a little bit of bitterness of the hops at the very end, but yeah, it's mostly those two flavors dominating. I think it's good, but uh, I would like to have a little bit more of the other flavors, at least in my palate. I think this beer would get me drunk. Of course, it would. Isn't that the point? Well, yeah, but I mean in the sense that I can taste it. Oh yeah. So if I had a if I had a a critique, I suppose, of this is that I would love the bitterness or the uh, booziness character to be dialed back a little bit. And I just want a little more from the yeast. I want a little more yeast character. When you say Belgian to me, I want I want that. And this could be me. I, I want to preface that. This could be me and not a traditionalist. But when I hear Belgian yeast, I know what I'm getting into. And I want that yeast to borderline, within reason, kick me in the face. I understand that. Yeah. There, there is a very distinctive flavor of that yeast that you kind of expect when you get a Belgian beer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think part of the reason it doesn't taste alcoholic to me is I've been on a little bit of a, a little bit of a kick. Remember, I brought in the brewery that that beer. Mm-hmm. I've seen three or four different varieties. Oh, we all remember that beer. Am I right out there in podcast land? High fives, high fives, high fives. Yeah, that was a late one. I've had three or four of their beers because they keep popping up and they're different. Mm-hmm. So like this last weekend, I had a Vermont Maple Syrup Imperial Stout, and then we had the Macaroon one, which I brought in, mm-hmm. and I tried a, uh, it was a white alcoholic beer, it was like a white Belgian ale, but it was called uh, like Orchata, but spelled differently, okay. and it kind of used like vanilla and cinnamon flavors in there. I've had a ton of those beers the last few weeks, so I'm at like 12% alcohol, that's alcoholic. Mm-hmm. This is 9%, ah. <laughs> child's play. What a give bunch. it to a toddler. Don't give it to a toddler. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't give it to a toddler. Please don't do that. All right, so we got one more left. We've got to wrap this thing up here in a minute. So uh, let's finish this Belgian one, and let's get into the uh, the beer that is dark on this table. The beer that Mike's going to drink the rest of this while we talk about some baseball. Uh, yep, that is going to be my dibs. Uh, the Robust Porter brewed with toasted coconut and coffee. This is the White Mountain Porter. My favorite label of the three. I just want to throw out, there's some palm trees and what looks like a man or a woman on a horse with a lasso. Could be Indiana Jones. It looks like the Hawaiian interpretation of Indiana Jones. I very much enjoy the overboard IPA because that is it's, true. it's a guy chilling on a float in the water and there's a giant mountain behind him. And he has a beer on beer yes. with him. Yes. That's a man. A, and there's a sailboat. That's clearly a man. This is, this is a non-sex descriptive uh brood it is a human it is a human uh this is a silver medal 17 16 13 and 2011 u.s open beer championships and a bronze medal in 18 14 and 12 that means this beer medal that the u.s open beer championships in 11 12 13 14 16 17 and 18 wow so what's going on in 15 who was man in the ship then <laughs> maybe they just didn't send what it the in hell it. guys didn't send it in that year we are here for consistency <laughs> and i'm tired of this bs that's it everyone's fired except for me i'm the owner <laughs> we're supposed to be meddling every single year for yeah. this uh but we talked earlier about how it was, it's fun to see uh the malts that they use the descriptor starts right there Brewed with Maris Otter, Crystal, Munich, and Dark Malts, a blend of American hops, toasted coconut, and white mountain coffee from the Big Islands. Ham- Oof. Pronounce every vowel. Hamakau. Hamakua. I like Hamakua Coast. Okay. Black in color, it's coconut and coffee aromas are followed by hints of rich, silky, dark malt with nuances of chocolate. Hops add spice to balance the finish. This sounds right. A up great match with Indian, Thai, or Mexican dishes. Oh. And perhaps best with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Ooh, your little little beer float? See, we already know that porters, especially if you got like some coconut or coffee or chocolate added to it, go good with ice cream. Like, we know that. But when they tell you that, you're kind of like, huh. I'll do that. I want some ice cream. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a little surprised, although it makes sense, and they say like Thai and Indian and Mexican food that have spices in them. I understand that with these flavors, that would counteract the spiciness. But to me, that is not a beer you drink with that type of food. Wait, you don't want to counteract the spicy? I, well, I, I'm saying logically that makes sense. Yeah. But when I think of those types of food, I don't think of a porter. That is true. I don't either. But what I love about beer that matches with uh, any sort of spicy food is 
I want something that's going to dial back the heat, but not take too much away from the flavor. I just smelled it, and I think I'm going to love this. Beer. I think you're. I already, Mike. I looked at. I woke up this morning and thought of Mike Lynch and was like, he's going to love this beer. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really well balanced porter too. That's the thing is, they talk about all those flavors in there, and I get right on the on the nose. I get the chocolate immediately. You take the first sip. I do like the aroma of this beer a lot. I haven't taken a sip yet. I really like the aroma of this. You take the first sip and the coconut's like, hey, you're a coconut beer. And then the chocolate kind of comes back a little bit. And then the bitterness of the hops kind of gives it a tiny little bit of a balance. The spice of the hops, as they say on the side of the bottle. I mean. Ooh, I love the spiciness of this. Talk about a really, really good, solid, well-rounded porter that kind of hits all parts of your mouth with one sip. It's almost a little Mexican chocolatey. Because of that spice. Because of the spice. But it's, but spice, it, it's not spice from cinnamon, it's spice exactly. from hops. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a spicy hop thing, and it, it kind of tickles in the mid-palate, but then dissipates mm-hmm. in, a, in a very nice way. Uh, I Mike, I like this beer a lot. I do, too. I think this beer is really good. And the only thing I will say, if there is a constructive criticism, again, it could just be my palate, I'm not getting a ton of the coffee in this one. The chocolate is kind of rising up over the coffee a tiny bit, and the coconut is very, very present, so I feel like I get that more than I get the coffee. Well, I think what's interesting with the coconut is... Although, now that I say that, very, very, very end, I'm getting a little coffee. Well, I'm getting a little kind of a a char flavor, a slight subtle char flavor, which might be the toasted coconut, but I say that because I'm not getting dominated with coconut. It starts there, and then it kind of quickly fades. I think that's such a valuable thing in these kind of beers. I think way too many times we taste these kind of beers... And I think vanilla is the biggest culprit of this. And if you go back, listen to our Barrel Age Beer podcast, or really any time we talk about these kind of big beers, whether it's Beer of the Week or uh, uh, a podcast takeover, whatever it's going to be, anytime I see vanilla, I'm always like, uh, like is it going to be too much? This is a great amount of coconut because coconut's so scary. You get too much, you have this small threshold. You get too much coconut, and all of a sudden it's suntan lotion. Yeah. And that's tricky. Yeah. I, and that's scary. And I don't get that from this beer. Not at all. I agree with you that I think the chocolate kind of overpowers the coffee a little bit, but I like that chocolate flavor. I, I almost, I almost wish they didn't say coffee on it, just to kind of be like, ooh, am I getting a little coffee in this? Because I yeah, do get a little bit at the very, very end. I'm like, oh, there it is. There's I would, that, I would almost like in. to discover the coffee. Instead of, no, there's coffee right. in it. Naming it after the coffee is like, hey, you're going to taste coffee. And it's like, well, you do, but it's not the dominating flavor. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the adjuncts in this beer are balanced quite well. And I love the spice. Oh, I love the spice. I, I love it so much that I want more. Mm. I don't know if the common palate wants more or if that's the direction this beer wants to go. But me... Me, as a spicy food eater, as a Pacific Northwestern palate drinker, uh, which we always want more bitterness, more we want more robust flavors, uh, I would love a little more spice. Well, there you go. Thank you to everybody at Big Island Brew House for barrel sending these our way. Barrel age this yes. with some, like, peppers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds good. Saw, dude. That sounds really good. Crispy boys. Nope, not on that one. Uh, so thank you to everybody at Big Island Brew House who uh, helped send these our way. Uh, you know, Steve Balzer was the one who I think dropped them off, and 
Uh, thank you to Tom Kearns for doing the interview with Joe when he was down there. And I think someone else even tweeted at me after here from here. So thank you guys for for sending this our way. It was uh, it was delightful to drink these beers on the podcast. There's a couple idiots in Portland that are very, very thankful of you. And the next time either of us are on the Big Island, we'll be making a stop. I think I might be going to Hawaii next year, but it's yeah. going to be a cruise. So Ooh. I'm not going to have necessarily the freedom to just wander. But if we stop... In a port near where you are, I will come say hi. Oh, there's a good chance I make it to one of the islands next summer. There you go. And if so, uh, yeah, Big Island's on my list. So, so you, What was your favorite? Real quick. Uh, my favorite was the Porter. Porter's nice. I also really liked the IPA a lot. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. I think, I think I'm either the Porter or the Pilsner. There you go. Which is so great because I'm an IPA drinker. Yeah. You know, and I like the IPA a lot too, but it's like, oh, that hop character and that bit. I'm a hop kid. Yeah. That's what I've learned. This crispy boy thing, I have learned that I am not an IPA drinker. I am a hop drinker. And if you want to hop the bleep out of a lager, sign me up, boy. Well, thank you to everybody there for sending us the beer. Thank you guys for hanging with us last week when we couldn't do the podcast. And hopefully you enjoy this quick little bonus episode. Hopefully next week we'll we'll be back to normal and able to podcast with all the elements that you're used to. And we will either do the Nashville episode, or if it's not enough info, we'll do Nashville slash Fresh Hops and a little combo for you. So that'll be next week, and uh, you'll find us in all the usual places. And go find us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Beers and Us. We'll see you then. Traces. Bye. Was that bad or good? It works. Good. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.